This is JC Talks, a leadership podcast, episode 48, with me, your host, JC Hurtado Prater. Today, we're talking about the rational self versus the emotional self. As Pericles surveyed the political scene early in his career, he noticed the following phenomenon. Every Athenian political figure believed he was rational, had realistic goals and plans on how to get there. They all worked hard for their political factions and tried to increase their power. They led Athenian armies into battle and often came out ahead. They strove to expand the empire and bring in more money. And when their political maneuvering suddenly backfired or the wars turned out badly, they had excellent reasons for why this had happened. They could always blame the opposition or if need be the gods. And yet if all these men were so rational, why did their policies add up to so much chaos and self-destructiveness? Why was Athens such a mess and the democracy itself so fragile? Why was there so much corruption and turbulence? The answer is simple. His fellow, and we're talking about Pericles here, his fellow Athenians were not rational at all, merely selfish, selfish and shrewd. What guided their decisions was their base emotions. Watch this. Hunger for power. Hunger for attention, hunger for money. And for those purposes, they could be very tactical and clever, but none of their maneuvers led to anything that lasted or served the overall interest of the democracy. I'm reading here from a book called The Laws of Human Nature by Robert Greene. I love the works of this, of this gentleman, this author. And we're talking this week about this gentleman by the name of Pericles, who lived back in the 400s BC, about 25, you know, 24, 2500 years ago. And we talked in the last episode how to build influence, and we looked at his life and how he built influence. And so what we're looking at today is what, what made him stand apart in building influence decade after decade? What made him stand apart? Versus the other leaders at the time, because there were all kinds of leaders. If you study history and Roman history and and, you know, medieval history, he's not the only leader who, you know, who who said there, there were many global leaders at the time. What made him stand out? The other leaders, including. His fellow uh, Athenians, they felt that they were rational leaders, just like you and I, we think that we are rational leaders. But what stands in our way all the time? And think about your leadership failure, failures. Think about the times that you have made mistakes in leadership. Think about the times that you failed your team, that you failed maybe your family, that you failed your community. It all comes back to this, a hunger for power. And this is the selfish side of who we are. It's not the rational side. It's the emotional side to who we are. A hunger for power a hunger for attention, a hunger for money, and you can put anything in there that you want, a hunger for X, Y, Z. 
it gets us into trouble every single time because it becomes about us. Anytime there's a hunger for something. And, and, you know, I guess I would say this, most leaders, most people, if you're a, a red blooded person, you're going to have appetites and hungers. There are going to be times that we get upset. We get angry. You're going to get upset. You're going to get angry. The, the difference between the emotional person and the rational person is the rational person is able to step back and pause. The emotional person has to satisfy that hunger right here, right now. It's called a lack of discipline. And that's what it is. I've been there before. You've been there before. We've been hungry for something. And instead of waiting, instead of pausing, we feed that appetite right then and right now. That makes us an emotional person. We're the type of person who reacts. He goes on to say this, what consumed, consumed Pericles as a thinker and a public figure was how to get out of this trap how to be truly rational in an arena dominated by emotions. The solution he came up with, it's unique in history, is unique in history, and devastatingly powerful in its result. Watch this. It should serve our ideal. It should serve your ideal. In his conception, the human mind has to worship something. So this is what Pericles is thinking. Everybody has to worship something. Has to have its attention directed to something it values above all else. For most people, it is their ego. For some, it is their family. For some, it is their clan, their values, right, right, right? Their, uh, their family, their clan, their God, or their nation. And, you know, we see that. I'm recording this here in the United States of America, but, but we see that here and we see that across the world. However, for Pericles, it would be noose, N-O-U-S, noose. The ancient Greek word for, watch this, mind or intelligence. Noose is a force that permeates the universe, creating meaning and order. The human mind is naturally attracted to this order. This is the source of our intelligence. For Pericles, the noose that he worshipped was embodied in the figure of the goddess Athena. So let's talk about her quickly here. Athena was born, was literally born from the head of Zeus. That's how the story goes. Her name itself reflecting this, a combination of God Okay, which is Theos and mind, which is noose. But Athena came to represent a very particular form of noose. Eminently practical, feminine and earthy. She is the voice that comes to heroes in time of need, instilling in them victory. Excuse me, instilling in them a calm spirit orienting their minds toward the perfect idea for victory and success, then giving them the energy to achieve this. To be visited by Athena was the highest blessing of them all, and it was her spirit that guided great generals and the best artists, inventors, and tradesmen. Under her influence, a man or woman could see the world with perfect clarity and hit upon uh, the action that was just right for the moment. For Athens, her spirit was invoked to unify the city, make it prosperous and productive. In essence, Athena stood for rationality, 
the greatest gift of the gods to mortals, for it alone could make a human act with divine wisdom. So what's the opposite of this? Divine wisdom versus what? The emotional self. And that's what we're talking about today. When we begin to act based on our emotions, we're acting out of the emotional self, the hunger for power, and we have to feed it right now. The hunger for attention, and we have to feed it right now. The hunger for money, we have to feed it right now. The hunger for food, we have to feed it right now. The hunger for entertainment, we have to feed it right now. And usually what all that stuff is doing is masking some larger issue that we need to get at the heart of. That's what I found in my own life. If, if I have a deep, let's just use food. If I have a deep need to eat sweets and it's nine o'clock at night and I've already had a big dinner and I'm full and I've had water and I'm full and, and I have this desire to go eat something or to snack on something. Normally I'm masking something else. Right. So however you take this, right. He's talking about what this is talking about is the difference between a rational leader and an emotional leader has to do with the mind. It has to do with intelligence. And what he's saying is that his God became the mind and intelligence and, and the spirit, if you want to call it, of uh, Athena. And so what's the difference between uh, feeling that hunger for power? Well, it's waiting and it's making it about the other people. What's the difference and, and the opposite of this hunger for attention and feeding this hunger for attention? Well, it's putting the attention on somebody else. Again, it goes back to the people. Well, what's this desire, this hunger for money? It's selfish. It's about me. I want to make myself more powerful. I want to make myself more influential. No, what does Pericles do? He puts it towards the people. But all of that came because it, 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 he's following this idea of the rational self. Excuse me, the rational mind. Clarity. It talks about this, this noose, if you followed it. And to be visited by Athena, and this is how the story goes. The highest blessing of them all. In essence, Athena stood for rationality, the greatest gift, for it alone could make a human being act with divine wisdom. So do we want divine wisdom? What does that look like? Well, it's the opposite of anything selfish. And so in those moments, and, and I know as leaders, we have those moments, as people, we have those moments where we want to act based on whatever it is that we're feeling in the moment. Anger, frustration. You know, the desire to react to what somebody's saying right in front of us. And I've been there. Man, I've been there before. And I always walk away. And I say, man, I, I could have done that better. Because why at that moment, what I'm thinking about is just myself. I'm not thinking about the community. I'm either thinking about power for myself. I'm thinking about attention for myself. I'm thinking about money for myself. I'm thinking about solving my own problems. I'm not thinking about what's best for my family. I'm not thinking about what's best for the community, what's best for the team, what's best for the organization. And the same goes for you. And so it's putting aside this idea of being selfish 
of being shrewd. And it's, it's, it's elevating the mind. It's elevating intelligence. And when you think about that idea of elevating the mind, elevating in, intelligence, that brings this idea of patience and waiting and learning and listening to other people and doing the study and doing whatever it takes before we make decisions. And that's what this comes down to. It's all about decision-making, right? As leaders, we have to be great decision-makers. And we're either going to make decisions based on our emotions, our emotional self, or our rational self. Now, the rational self is harder. And one of the things we're going to talk about in the next episode is how there were times when when Pericles would go away. He'd go away for an entire week to calm himself down. And as he would say, as this book would say, to channel the, the, uh, the, uh, the inner Athena. And what stands in the way, and what we're going to talk about in the next episode, what stands in the way of this idea of clarity and wisdom is the emotional self every single time. It's the block to making good decisions. It's the hunger for power, the hunger for attention, the hunger for money. We'll talk more about it in the next episode of JC Talks, the Leadership Podcast. Take care.